Welcome to Basketball Talk with JP and Jeevan. We're going to talk about basketball today. Jeevan, what are the highlights? JP, you have no idea how much I wish that's what we would be talking about. What do you mean you wish? This is your dream come true. You don't... We're, we're going to... What? Like, I would love to talk basketball. JP, you remember the time we were watching basketball and you said that was a nice <laughs> touchdown? Promise. I, I you said nice touchdown. No, no, no. After no, he no, hit a no, three-pointer. No, no, no. I didn't say that. Although I do remember we used to go on these walks. And I would just do research on what's going on in the basketball world so I could have something to bring to you. And then it would impress you. And then you'd ask me a follow-up question and I'd be like, no, not happening. Which I appreciated. But it was just, hey, man, amazing uh, amazing game last night with the Bucks. I'm like, oh, yeah, you saw Giannis drop 54? Blank stare. Conversation dead. What's a Giannis? Okay. I didn't know you could yeah. drop 54. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? What drop that 54. Mean? Did he, is he okay? Is he fine? Yeah, no, that was 54 <laughs> points. Yeah. It's a good thing we're not actually talking basketball or sports, talking marketing, which is very much in your wheelhouse. But this time we're going to try something a little different. So as you know, every few weeks, we have these longer form episodes with our incredible guests. But what we thought would be interesting was if we also started creating more bite-sized content where we provide tactical advice for students and new grads. We have no idea what to call this, marketing minis or career corner. We have no name yet. So think of this like um, the Halloween version of your favorite candy, teeny tiny bites, and then you got a whole bowl of it. Hopefully none of them Tootsie Rolls or what, what's a candy you don't like? No, Tootsie Rolls out there. I don't know how the candy is looking like in the UK versus Canada, but I think universally acclaimed as the worst candy. We were kind of going back and forth. What is the best first mini knowing that there's all these questions? I think right now, what's very top of mind for students is you know there's internship recruiting. There's just most recently been full-time recruiting. And I think what all students can agree on is that networking circles are one of the worst, cringiest, most stress-inducing environments that you could be in. Yeah. Networking circle of hell. Uh, whatever number it is, the 10th circle. The 10th circle, if there's nine circles, yeah. Absolutely awful. And it doesn't need to be. And so today we're going to share some very quick top five list of tips to make the experience not only obviously a lot more enjoyable than it needs to be, but also how do you drive the right outcomes? How do you make those connections? How do you make yourself stand out in a very authentic way? I will kick us off here. The first one is just show up. Just show up. These events are set up for a reason. There's a reason they've existed for years and years. I will confess, there are a couple of times where I had these in my calendar and I would show up with a friend and we would talk to literally nobody. And I would always regret it afterwards because there could have been an opportunity that I made a connection with somebody. You never know who you're going to meet, marketer or not. It's also important to be super intentional. You can't just show up either, get your name tag and just kind of wander around. What is your intention? Are you keen to meet a marketer at the company? Do you want them to know you a little bit more? Do you want to get your name out there? Are you even playing wingman or woman or person for a friend who's there just to help them get that job they always wanted? Lots of ways forward here, but always set an intention. That's a great segue. So you mentioned just showing up and you know putting yourself in those positions as uncomfortable as they might be. So now you're there. And so it's time for tip number two, act like a host. So this is advice that someone had given to me when I was at school. And what they said is, hey, this is your school at the end of the day. These individuals are coming from these companies. They might not actually have ever been to your school. So it's like inviting someone into your home. So when they come in, rather than jumping into that very technical question, it's, how was the drive? Is it your first time here? 
make sure that they're comfortable because most likely as uncomfortable as you are, they might be uncomfortable too because they're in a new environment at your school. And then also carry that mentality throughout the, the session. So for instance, there's always this moment where you might want to step away to either grab a drink, go to the washroom, maybe go to a different circle. One idea is, hey, sorry, I'm going to go grab a drink. Would anyone like anything? Make sure everyone is doing well. And when you have that host mentality, you bring a lot of confidence. And most importantly, you treat that person like a human, not just some you know name tag or some way into a job. And people can see that that authenticity and care. Yeah. And, and I would build on that because there have been so many times when actually I have represented a company. And typically, this is after work. And so you've had a full work day. Then you're driving to some <laughs> school. God knows where. Yep. And... It's 5.30, 6 p.m. And you're there to talk for the hour and a half. And just somebody showing some level of kindness and grace to you, it goes a long way. All right. Number three, going back to what Jeevan was saying earlier, you're going to have to ask questions. And so you have a choice. You can ask whatever has already been asked a million times before, or you could go the extra mile and really try to think of unique questions that you might be able to ask. Common questions that we are asked what does a day in the life look like in your job? What do you like about your job? What do you not like? Just scratching the surface and we're happy to answer it. And I always try to make it sound as if that's the first time I'm answering that question. But this is really a rare opportunity to dive deep. What are the best questions that you've been asked? Um, you know, what are the biggest challenges that you know you're facing at work right now? How are you kind of overcoming those? You know, asking questions about the culture, asking questions about you know specific things that that team is working on, like getting a little bit deeper. You know, I'm also very new to a role like this. What sort of learning and development do you have to help me succeed in a role? Uh, maybe it's something timely, like maybe it's something in the news mm. where it's that company was in the news, they made a massive acquisition. Maybe ask about that because that might be very relevant for that individual in that moment. Nice. All right, number four. You just mentioned asking some questions to really stand out, right? How do you be memorable? The one I would have is being really present, going with the flow. This one's a tricky one because you want to come in with a few predetermined questions to show that you care, to show that you've done your research. But you also don't want to be overly scripted. You want to, in the moment, be going with the flow of the conversation. So if someone asked a great question next to you, maybe build off their question rather than wait for them to finish just so you can ask a completely different question and take the conversation for a loop. Build off the others around you because that actually comes across really well to the person on the other side. It shows that you're not just in it for yourself. You're not trying to monopolize the conversation. It shows that you are listening to the thoughts of your peers as well, which honestly goes a long way and I feel like is a very underrated tip. Absolutely. My favorite types of interaction specifically on this is actually when one student asks another student a question... I think that's a great thing. You're giving me a chance to take a break. Yep. And another great tip on that point of being present is at these events, you've got these smaller circles and typically you're trying to enter new circles at a certain point. Always keep an eye on if there's somebody trying to enter your circle and welcome them in. Mm. That is such a great sign of integrity, of just being present, of being empathetic to how others are. And it keeps the conversation going instead of a person who clearly wants to enter and doesn't know when, yep. you opening that up kind of goes back to what you're saying about acting like a host, right? And and to your point, that one's so important because normally you're at this networking circle and your group around you is also vying for whatever that opportunity is. So you have to kind of put your own competitive mindset and ego to the side and just remember 
treat people well. Everyone's trying to get a fair shot. And if someone wants to join your circle, yes, that may take away in some way from the time you have to ask questions, but you might learn something new, make a new friend. And honestly, it does really reflect well on you at the end of the day as well. All right. Last one over here. And this actually happens afterwards and doesn't happen very frequently, surprisingly, following up with whomever you talk to at this networking circle and just shooting them a quick word of thanks, maybe a callback of, uh, I remember we talked about this, or I heard you mention this to somebody else, or here's something that I'm interested in. Follow up. The worst that could happen is they don't ever respond to you because maybe everybody else has followed up, but it's such an opportunity to create a more lasting, memorable impression on the person who's representing the company. Yep. For me personally, I'd leave an event. I'd say like half will add me on LinkedIn right away. Mm. But the ones that really stand out are the ones that actually call back to the specific things that you talked about. And yes, they won't just add you on LinkedIn. They might actually reach out at a later point to say, hey, I had a phenomenal time chatting with you in that circle. Fortunately, didn't get enough time to dive deep. Can I set up 20 minutes for us to grab a coffee to, for me to learn more? Now that number is extremely low. So it's like following up in a way that, again, ties back to the conversations that you had, uh, not just a generic add you on LinkedIn with no message, but then how do you actually follow up again after that, rather than just us having each other on LinkedIn? Like, How do you continue that relationship? So top five here, show up and be intentional is number one. Number two, act like the host. A third thing, ask unique questions and prepare them. Number four, be present, go with the flow, see what your surroundings are, how the conversation's going, and then finally follow up. I wish, honestly, I had this advice back when I was in school. Maybe I would have done a better job networking. Same, and it same, didn't same. need to be one of the circles of hell, as, as you called it. <laughs> uh, but that's it. Our five tips on how not to get blacklisted. Uh, from, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. How to actually make the most of an incredible opportunity. And just flipping something on its head of something that can be really stressful and cringe-inducing into something much more positive. So I think that's wrapping up our, our first mini. And yeah, hope hope everyone enjoys it. And if you don't, please uh, please send JP a message on LinkedIn. <laughs> that's JP Del Carmen. Bye.